This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. I always smell like bacon, butter, and, and bourbon. Yeah, I'm very popular in prisons. Oh, this might be evidence one day. I'm just going to get that. <laughs> you are a terrible person. everyone and welcome to another I Love Funny Women podcast in our season two. I'm Dina Nina. And I'm Lalita D. Hi Lalita. Hey Dina. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween and birthday day of birth. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. You came into the world on this holiday. Oh my God. You know, um, so I grew up in the Netherlands where Halloween, okay, people, you need to be a little bit flexible here with math. Okay. Because I am in my absurdly late (laughs) thirties, but nevertheless, I've somehow managed to grow up in Amsterdam in the 1970s. I know the math doesn't work out if you do regular math, like heteropatriarchal math but if you just are willing to th- open your mind the math it all adds up it's not. called it's called queer quantum math queer quantum <laughs> exactly not quantum physics quantum right. psychics um halloween wasn't a thing like it we we didn't know what it was and then i, I think the combination of the movies hallmark and just capitalism has pushed Halloween everywhere. But when I was growing up, the 31st of October is Reformation Day. It's when Luther went and put his Protestant manifestos on churches. Uh, And we celebrate that. Of course, we don't because you're not supposed to celebrate anything in that kind of Protestant thinking. But that was my birthday, like most boring day of the year. And then when I moved to the United States, I'm like, what, what? Everybody gives me candy. What, what? This is the best day ever. Everybody gets dressed up. What, what? So yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, I am so grateful that everybody celebrates your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and I have such an insane amount of chocolate in my house because I went to, can we, when, can, can we make, can we name shops in this, in this podcast? Or are we, can I say yes. names? We just have to say. They are not, we don't, they don't sponsor us. All of the opinions are our own. Well, I wish that Targay did sponsor us because I have a little, I have a little bone to pick with them about the availability of Halloween candy the Saturday before Halloween. I mean, there was nothing. There was nothing. And I was like, well, WTF, I have to have candy for Monday night when these kids come to my door. And so I ended up even buying small mini cereal bars. Can you imagine the trauma that I'm going to bestow on these children? But I'm like, I've got to have something. And then on the way home, I dropped by Walgreens. They do not sponsor us, but boy, do I wish they would, because they had so much Halloween candy. So I have have all the fake Halloween candy from Target, 
Then I have all the actual Halloween candy from Walgreens. Then I have birthday treats because obviously I need high class chocolate for my birthday. It's crazy out there, Dina. It's crazy. It's calorie central. Well, uh, Targay's white trash cousin had plenty of it the other day that I when I stepped hesitantly, <laughs> warning it, wondering if I would burn. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm so happy we get to celebrate your birthday. So today we're recording on Halloween, but it's going to drop tomorrow, the day after Halloween. Um, Halloween's such a queer holiday. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. It's my favorite thing. Halloween pride, you know, like that's my jam. And, Forget and Christmas. Los Muertos as well, right? Yeah. Dia de los Muertos is like um, the first or second. I think it might be the first. Okay, so um, I don't know if that's so if you say Feliz Dia de los Muertos, but it's definitely uh, something to commemorate. Yes, it is. In Los Angeles, there our neighbors um, used to have like this huge Dia de los Muertos party, and it was amazing. And they would all get dressed up and do like a walking caravan to Hollywood Forever Cemetery, like which was a couple blocks away. It was unbelievable. Well, that sounds amazing. I think you mean the city of Los Angeles. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> we are so multilingual. Oh, we are so, so multilingual. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, let's get into all the stuff that's happening. So yes. uh, let's start with you. Is that or did well, you have something I else? Have tell you i was really worried last week that bojo was going to come back to number 10 downing street because i have some excellent bojo jokes uh, and they would have all completely uh, gone flat uh, was he back if he were to be back in power but he did not and rishi sunak is the new prime minister of the united kingdom in case you missed it you heard it here last really um but it's it's so it's been so fascinating to see the Indian, the Desi community online not knowing what to do with this. Because of course, on the one hand, it's unbelievable. Brown man in number 10, man of Indian origin in number 10. On the other hand, the guy's a cunt. I mean, there's just there's no nice way of saying it. That's in fact the nicest I can say. Um and so uh, people are are very uh, confused. Like, do we celebrate? Do we, you know what? Anything that pisses off white supremacists <clears throat> is worth celebrating. And white England has gone fucking bananas about this. Yeah. Well, of uh, course. The utter lack of, of, of historical awareness. Like, we don't want somebody ruling us who's a different color. Have you heard of colonialism? Like, do you just want to Google that for a sweet second? What did you do for centuries? That's <laughs> I and and I too am a little, you know, conflicted with this whole thing because he's gorgeous. <laughs> oh my god. This trait narrative. He's okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry about trait boiling it down to his attractiveness. Like he's gorgeous, but like I it, it Paul Ryan was one of my conflicted crushes. Like I just wanted to hate fuck him. <laughs> oh my god, what is oh and I might Paul kind Ryan? of really yes, and I know I understand I have very poor taste in men. Really? <laughs> 
Well, you have very poor taste in people, which is where the men come in to begin with. <laughs> which says a lot about my friendship with you. <laughs> but with Rishi, I just can't see. Like, there's certainly men where I can see the attraction that, you know, I think, oh, you know, if I were a man, I'd like to look like that. But Rishi Sunak? Oh, my God. He's so no, everybody's saying it, that he's he's so hot, but I'm not. Okay, so, Dean, I have to ask you this. As a hot-blooded young woman, like you are, <laughs> would you fuck a Republican? Like, in actual life? Okay, I probably have. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're from Texas. Unsuspectingly. So. And I live in Wisconsin, for heaven's sake. <laughs> you know, like... No, no, okay. I mean, obviously, if you don't know, you don't know. But if somebody, you know, you're just getting down to it and everything's nice and mm, 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 and then you realize that the guy's a Trumper. Oh, my God. People, you should see the look on Dina's face. She wants to say, I'll do anything for good sex. And she knows that she should say, oh, hell no, I'm out of there. It's fine, Dina. It's fine. We all... We would. And also, there is something about hate fucking that's kind of it, <laughs> it has been four years since the last <laughs> time I have had sexual intercourse. So, I just put that out into the planet. Like, I just want everyone to know I'm very desperate. Is what, should, Like, I'm just... We should so, start a dating app and, and be like, you know, like, we'll, we'll spend half an hour with you if you're of this political persuasion. <laughs> but you gotta but be also, honest. like, I, I fear for my safety. <laughs> right, right, yes. So there, there is a conflict. <laughs> Away from my twisted sexual proclivities. <laughs> <laughs> and twisted they are. I was doing a set. And I said something about Culver's and somebody yelled out, they're Republican. And I was like, I've had worse in my mouth. It's just (laughs) (laughs) what it always comes down to. Oh, my God. I cannot. I mean, we boycott um, in our home. We boycott Chick-fil-A, obviously, and Hobby Lobby. I do too. Culver's could put a sign. I mean, Culver's is is. Um, there are other places now, but they're not in NorCal. But it's such a Wisconsin thing. So when we do go back, you know, we 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 get our we get our butter burgers. We get our. They they don't sponsor us. Just so you they know, do I, not wish, sponsor I wish us. they would send me more frozen custard. Uh, uh, uh. Anything we say has no bearing on. Culver's could put their a sign own on their door saying, we hate queer people. And I'd be like, well, you know, nobody's perfect. Get me one of those turtle frozen custards right now. <laughs> Complete. What's the flavor of the day? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's I not homosexuality, Culver's. <laughs> the, the get a taste of transness, boo. <laughs> I just, like, I, I, I think about, I can easily boycott Hobby Lobby, because I have other options. I can easily boycott, you know, Chick-fil-A because I don't eat meat. Right. (laughs) Your sacrifices are just endless, Dina. But, and and also, like, boycotting is, there's privilege in it. Like, Mm -hmm. if you can afford to shop at other places, then you shop at other places. If you can't, then you go to Targay's, very Republican, uh, very trashy, sibling. Targay has very trans-inclusive policies. I know, and I and I love them. And when they got called out for it, they really paid attention to it. And right. they knew, and that was another thing. When they first got called out, I was like, they employ trans people. I've seen them, and they employ queer people. And yeah. so, I'm, yeah, anyway. 
It's been a weird week uh, in the news. And and you being so close to the Bay, being in the Bay Area, I'm curious about the whole Paul Pelosi attack. Has it, have you, what have you experienced within? Yeah, I mean, people are really shaken by it. I mean, people on the whole, um, in the kind of progressive circles that I move in, and I don't move very much at all because of my arm being in a cast, People are not a fan of Nancy. I mean, she is considered the, very much the right wing part of the Democratic Party and super establishment and time to move on. Nevertheless, a, an attack like that, of course, nobody condones. And it is horrific. And it's so close to everyone in terms of in physical proximity. Yeah, it's been horrible. Yeah. And it's just... It's shocking. It's just shocking. And then I re I didn't realize that people don't have secure. I guess that makes sense. Like security goes with the person. Yeah. But I think this is, of course, it's not good that it happened. Um, but God willing, he'll be fine. But it is good to remind everyone that youth security needs to be there for every. I mean, it's crazy. These people are crazy. Yeah. And the news media keeps saying that it's on both sides. And yes, I'm not trying to diminish the fact that that uh, democratic people that espouse democratic ideas have also contributed to political violence. But when it comes down to it, we look at the historical trends and the um, the current rate of violence. It tends to be with the right wing yes. part of the party. Yes. And Absolutely. I just like I sit here and I'm like, are you seriously going to vote for these people? That when you say you're a Christian and you espouse peace and in the same breath you say they should put people to death like Marjorie Taylor Greene did, why can't she just shut the fuck up? But I think for those people, Christianity really equals white supremacy. It's not about peace. It's not even really about Jesus. It's about the Bible. And, and there's a lot of anger in the Bible and there's a lot of punishment. And I think that's if they're Christians at all definitely it includes a hierarchy of people where white people are better than everybody else and and none of the people in the bible were white i just want to remind everybody they were not white they were middle eastern people they were jewish they were you know <laughs> middle oh, eastern people yeah. jesus <laughs> was a jew but also if you're going to build your religious affiliation around a man then at least follow what he said versus what everyone else said I like know. i am like i'm be fuddled by the fact that the evangelical right-wing Christianity is like, we're going to fight. But Jesus said, forgive those who trespass against you. How many times? A lot of fucking times, you know? Yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't yeah. say go kill Democrats because they're demonized. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. You're saying that you're part of this Christian movement and you are being the worst of the worst. And I am so like, ugh. coming from that background. Right. Very close it, to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I, kind of, I'm, I'm, you know, as a European, I'm further removed from it. Like I'm of course, share your outrage, but I don't have that visceral reaction to it. I'm, it's yeah. more of an intellectual kind of like, what the fuck? How do these people how do they make this okay for them? How do they live right. with themselves? How is it exactly? Possible? But I don't feel it in my body the way I think you do because that is something that you've lived with. Yeah, my chest tightens up like when I when I get you know that 
that feeling like I just get so angry and hurt and wounded because like they fuck people up all the time. And they're just like, I just, it's so, ugh. Do you think the chest tightening is partially because of Culver's now is what I'm wondering here? It might be. It might. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't, don't go to Culver's and then read the news. I think that's too much chest tightening in, in one, in one day. <laughs> What are you talking? I, I mean, that is my lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there's been some very, very, other than the Paul Pelosi attack, there's been some terrible news coming from abroad, right, Dina? Yes, lots of it. But we're talking about the Indian pedestrian bridge that collapsed the other day. Mm -hmm. um, 132 died in that incident. And probably and I, more. I mean, these numbers are are always somewhat estimated, I think. But I, imagine you're just, you know, walkie, 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 going to work or wherever you're going. And then it's gone. Like you just fall. It's just so unimaginably horrific. And of course, me with my, like, watching everything online, like it's horror porn. Watched the video and saw it just, and they just dropped and it was so insane, but it was packed, like so incredibly packed. So, I mean. Were there, is that, is that the argument that there were too many people on the bridge that it just collapsed under the weight? I didn't notice that. I just got the stats of like people right. dying and the bridge collapsing and, oh. And then of course in Seoul, the Halloween party that they were having, a crowd surge killed 154 uh. people. And injured 149. And you just think about all the concerts that you've been to and all the large gatherings that you've been to. And at any point, a surge uh, in the crowd can happen. And I have could... to say, I don't love crowds. And this is one of the reasons. The crowds are just so unpredictable as well. But this, just being crushed, it's just oh, so sad, so scary. So enough about keeping that light and happy. <laughs> well, you did mention Brazil, so let's go. To Brazil. Let's go to that. Yeah, let's have a little samba. Ooh. I just um, want a lambada now. Lula, oh yeah, Lula. I know that he was a very, very, very popular president. And then he was not. Then he was in prison. Then he was out of prison, uh, and now he's president again. And because. He's not Jair Bolsonaro. We love him. I mean, for we, me, <laughs> you know, I, I I don't care. I mean, Jair Bolsonaro is so terrible, is so absolutely god awful that the fact that he's not the president, that in of itself is like, woo, woo. Yay, Brazil. And yet, and yet um, I, still I don't know whether Lula actually was corrupt or whether those were fake charges. And let us know what you think. We always love to hear. But if yeah, you think we, we talk bollocks, then, you know, don't, don't worry about getting in touch. I am also kind of concerned that a whole Trumpian kind of escapade is going to happen over the next two years in Brazil because Bolsonaro is not conceding. And, mm. oh and, my and of course, he'll concede by tomorrow and we'll have to change everything and be like, next week, hey. But, like, he's not conceding and people called him the Trump of South America. And this is the new tactic now, right? It's on, it's just like what's happening where people are, there's already Republicans that are on the tickets for the midterms next week. Vote, people. Please get out and, and vote. And saying, if I lose, I'm not going to accept the reason. What? That's not how it works. Like you teach your four-year-old. If you lose it, Uno, 
you've lost that uno and that is you just have to just deal yeah you would think that that's how things would work you would think <laughs> well the democrats are nervous i mean there's fetterman saying he's all about fracking which i didn't didn't make me love him yeah uh, but I love him otherwise. And his wife, of course, is from Brazil. So nice seg there. Love John Fetterman. Uh, change Speaking your mind. Which... Please, John. Oh, my God. Dina is wearing a Fettermania shirt. <laughs> How did you get that? I ordered it online. <laughs> it's so cool. I was like, I'm going to wear a political shirt today. And of course, Fetterman came up. So yes, uh, I was not happy about the whole fracking thing. And seeing his deficits um, displayed was very difficult to watch. But also, it made me like him more. But also, like, Oz makes me like Fetterman more. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's no real... There shouldn't be any real competition there because you have an actual human being with political experience and a political opinions that we might not always agree with, but they're based on logic and reason and whatever his principles are. And we don't, don't always have to agree on those principles, but there's expertise there and experience and um, capability. Yeah. And then on the other side, you have essentially nothing. I mean, it's just hot air, rich hot air. Rich, hot, dog-killing air. It's, it's so... Well, you know that the Democrats are worried because they have brought out their Trump card. Get it? Get it? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> or you, one might say the big O. The big O. <laughs> How did you get a phone call from Barack Obama, Dina? <laughs> I would love to get that phone call, but also I love his wife. Me. I'm like, I... I want to talk to you. I'm like, put Michelle on and then we'll talk. <laughs> I want to talk about her outfit last week. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah, they're bringing out Obama all over the trail. And man, I hope it energizes something because everything is so tight and so scary even here in Wisconsin, like it's super, super tight and scary. Like we're all just biting our nails and we have one week until everything kind of starts to shake and we start to see some, some idea of how it's going to land, but good Lord. (laughs) People, if you like me still have all your voting documents on the kitchen table, Uh, That's fine, but you do have a week. And I know not all states have early voting. We do in California. Um, I like to vote on election day. It's just I'm still very excited about having the privilege of voting in the United States. So I like to make a thing of it. Um, And so I will be voting on the 8th. Um, But you don't have to. You can vote early. I'm not sure if you can still vote by mail. So please double check the dates. Uh, And please, people, voting is a privilege. So many amazing people who contribute every day to our society do not have the privilege to vote. So in their honor, Mm -hmm. just go and vote. Just do it and make sure you don't think it's Wednesday. Okay, it's Tuesday. Don't wake up on the 9th like, oh, no, I thought it was today. Your vote yeah. counts because, as you say, Dina, it's so tight everywhere, which yeah. is why. I mean, there's, there's, ugh. 
I know people have lost their, you know, enthusiasm for the midterms, uh, especially in the Democratic Party. But I want you to know that the right wing factions have not lost their vigor for voting and they are going out to vote because they want to put their strategic assholes in office. Mm -hmm. So please go vote on the 8th if you haven't already. Go on the 8th. Look into your candidates, see what they stand for, who they are, look across the board, and then go make an informed decision in that in that polling place. Because everything that you, your vote means so much. And, and people are saying that the elections are corrupt, but when you look at the stats and the research, elections, the last four cycles have been the most um, accurate and... Um, well vetted. They're very well vetted. And you know what? If you don't have time to, I mean, I appreciate what you're saying, Dina, but not everybody's got time to make an informed decision. So if you don't have time, just vote Democrat. It's, it's or good. yes, yes. Or just look at I, I love we'll, funny women. We'll some tell them, you. Some of them we don't endorse all of them, but that's two party system. Just yeah. go vote Democrat. Go vote Democrat. <laughs> if you don't have time to make your own informed decision, is what I'm saying. Exactly. So I want to. I'm very excited. I had my son when I was um, 12. He just turned 16. (laughs) Must have been a really hard life. It was, you know, Amsterdam. Such a young mother. (laughs) So young. I'm still so young. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking of having a couple of more kids before I turn 30. It's. Um, I was no, going to say, if you need one taken off your hands, let me know. And then I was like, no, no, don't say that. <laughs> Aging is a privilege. And let me share with the world. I turned 55 today and it is an incredible privilege uh, that many people do not have. So um, anyway, my son is 16 and he's going to be voting in the next election. Uh, and I have to say, me sitting at the kitchen table, like, oh, my God, there's so much to read, uh, is not inspiring him. But uh, <laughs> I did tell him that uh, not only uh, does he have to vote in 2024, he has to vote for whomever I tell him to vote <laughs> for, because we have free and fair elections in this household. <laughs> He's like, you can't know who I vote for. I'm like, if you want dinner, I'm going to have to see a little screenshot. <laughs> you are amazing. <laughs> You're a great mother. <laughs> um, and then finally, because it is Halloween, or it was Halloween yesterday, um, all of the celebrity Halloween costumes make me so happy. So Woo-hoo! I dressed up yesterday and I just put a like a very deep, deep, deep smoky eye with some... some uh, black tears falling down my eyes and um i scared a few people it was great but nothing compared to lizzo as marge simpson so good or carrie washington as lionel richie (laughs) i was like what he she had it down it was so good I haven't seen that, so I'll go check that out right now. Where can we see these pictures, Dina? I will put the link in the show notes if you want to see all of them. Some of them I was just like, whatever, whatever. But Jojo Siwa as Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy, I was like, oh, what? Come on, do it. And then Tamron Hall came out as the Little Mermaid. Yay! Woo! It was so good. Happy birthday, Lolita. I have to say, I do love these um, Halloween kits that people are posting on Instagram, like fake. So good. (laughs) So good. 
so good. Well, that's all we have for the news. And we will take a real quick break and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. Dina Nina here. And guess what? Election night is right around the corner and we are hosting a live election night coverage event that is going to just be amazing. Everything starts at 7 p.m. Tuesday, November 8th with Lolita D, Felicia Minor, and a host of lovely guests. Go to DinaNina.com to find out more. You're listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast on the Artemis Bow Network. We would love to hear from you. You can give us an email at info at ilovefunnywomen.com or you can find us on the socials and tag at I Love Funny Women and at Artemis Bow Network. And now, back to the show. Oh my God, I'm having so much fun, Lolita. This is the best birthday I've ever had. I Yay! Mean, from now on, we're going to have to record. I love funny women every birthday. That's what I want for my birthday. Okay, accomplished. We'll do that every, every year. So this week, I got to talk to somebody who I've known for a very long time. Her name is Chef Blythebeck. I... If you guys don't know her, she used to have a show on Oxygen called The Naughty Kitchen. She is all about the butter and the bacon, and I can get on board with the butter. Lalita, I kid you not, I saw a recipe she did. She posted online a video, and it was a fried avocado. And I was like, I bet I can make that vegan. And I made that vegan, and it was so incredible. And so I sent her, I texted her a picture. I was like, look what I did. It's all vegan. And she was like, what? So I think I've interviewed her more than anyone throughout my career. And she, besides Ann Walker, who we'll have on the show soon. And she is just a phenomenal human being. So welcome to the show. Not only my friend, but an incredible chef. An incredibly funny lady. You get to hear an anecdote that I just love so much. So here is the amazing Chef Blythe back. All right, you guys. So I am so excited. Um, This next guest has, I've known her since 2009 and she has become part of my family and I adore her. She is a celebrity chef. You may know her from the Naughty Kitchen from Oxygen and a host of other things. Please welcome Chef Blythe Beck. Hi, I'm so excited to see you. I missed you, sister. I know, I miss you too. I keep thinking, I was thinking today, you are probably the person I've interviewed the most besides Ann Walker. Well, um, lucky you or- Lucky me. Or, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I don't know which <laughs> one, like, either way, I love you and I'm sorry. I keep choosing to, so apparently <laughs> there's something good about it. <laughs> For punishment, so um the thing that I've really one of my uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit but I every time I'm in a space with you physically I just your energy is so beautiful and it's so wonderful and I just love it love hanging out with you and we're always just laughing so hard together well that I think what you're what you're really like feeling and that you're connecting with is that I always smell like bacon butter and and bourbon that's true. So I feel like that's more. I mean, I, 
I mean, I appreciate that we are so close to that. I do love seeing you, but I think that's more you're reacting to the bacon butter. <laughs> As a, now a vegetarian. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, or you did you, and what you do in your home is your business, but let's keep it out of my house. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. Your life, your choice, but I am not approving that. No, I've been told so many that similar thing to so many things in my life throughout my decades of living. <laughs> I think you were born a vegetarian. <laughs> I was born in Texas. So oh, wow. you used to have a, a restaurant called Pink Magnolia. I did. I did. Five and a half years um, in the historic area of Dallas called Oak Cliff. And um, it was funny, like, sort of, I haven't really talked about this, but we were in the process of moving. We were going to move the business because we had been broken into 19 times. And I got to tell you, like, as much as you love your job and everything, <laughs> that coming into that is just ridiculous. So we were in the process of moving. We'd found a new location. And then COVID hit. And so it was just, I don't know if it was the restaurant gods telling me to take a break. I don't know if it was the universe, but we closed it down and then I never, I never reopened it. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure everybody misses your food. I know that. I get a lot of messages that kind of make me cry. And I always appreciate the support, but someone's like, oh, are you open for this? Or I'm coming to town. And, you know, you feel like you're sort of breaking everybody's heart, but then are people like, oh my God, I miss it so much. I'm like, oh, do you, you know, do you miss it? But I, I will, I will love, like, that was such a special, special place. I mean, you were in the space, like mm -hmm. it was such a special place at such a special time, but you know, I gotta, you gotta evolve. Like you always have to yeah. be on the thing. And I gotta be real honest with you. I think I have a little bit of PTSD from owning a restaurant. So. I was a general manager for a restaurant oh. until like a week ago. And oh. <laughs> I was oh. like, I, oh. this, this was the first weekend not being a GM. And I was like, nobody called me to tell me that we ran out of anything. Nobody <laughs> called me to tell me that the restaurant's falling apart. No. I'm so oh, no, no, I have no, 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 can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I try to tell people like owning a restaurant is like, and I'm very blessed, right? Like I had my husband there who was our executive sous at like Chef de Cuisine and we did it together. But I mean, it is Oh, it's always everything. At least when you're just a chef, it's like, okay, I'll deal with my staff, the food, dish. But then it's like owning it is just one thing after another. And then it was like, you know, the complaints are getting higher. Not just about, not, you know, just anything. Like this lady tried to take me out because we had paper straws. And I'm like, really? Or like people threatening you through bad reviews. And it's like, that was before or COVID. Like I... I feel every chef and restaurant tour I see out there, I'm like, I love you. Keep it up. Get out. Right. Can I buy your drink? Get out. I know where to go. Come on. You know. <laughs> yeah, just, it's, yeah, it's tough. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that you were still GM. I didn't know you were doing that. So mm -hmm. God bless you. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it was so nice to be out of the restaurant industry as much as I love food and as much as I love serving people. And then I went back in and I was like, <laughs> it's a whole new world. Do you love serving people? Do you? I do. I, so I it's not the serving people. It's the it's being. The yeah. It's being in that space with people. Like the thing I loved about every time I visited you at, at the restaurant is you came out, you talked to everybody, you were cutting jokes, you were having a good time. And that was part of the culture around your business. And it was so beautiful. 
Well, that is a very kind thing for you to say. And I appreciate you observing that. I, I always feel like that if I, if you're coming to see me, you are in my house and I'm grateful and I want to meet you and I want to hug you and I want to shake your hand and I want to know your story because cooking for someone is the most like humbling, but honor experience you can have. Right. Like people, there's a gazillion restaurants in the world and you chose for your graduation or promotion or engagement or first date or funeral or whatever it is you chose me and that's a huge honor and I take it very very seriously Mm -hmm. so I don't know that I'll never own another restaurant but it's a lot well I've sort of moved on to the entertainment side of the chef like the chef world right now and you know it that is equally hard work but it's different hard work and it's more about your performance every day than it is like other people you know the television world and the restaurant world are very same thing it's like it's all about a team we all just show up if we don't do our job you know you either screw over the diner or the viewer and so it's very not so physical not so Mm -hmm. like oh this is hour 18 and i'll be back in the morning you know right so you had a show called naughty kitchen on oxygen I, I watched every episode multiple times. Thank you. Sorry about the language. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, hello, I know. I'm a, I'm always a comedian. Go, my mom was like, oh, it's my daughter. She gets her filthy mouth from her dad. I'm like, oh, 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 that was aggressive. Okay. <laughs> and my mom's like, can you just not say the F word so much? It's no, I can't. No. Like, comes out. Like, I don't, I try. But I feel like, I feel like after what everyone's been through, like it's in everyone's vernacular. That was a, I don't know. So what was that experience like um, being on oxygen being like, I, I felt like I saw you everywhere. And of course that's how I met you. So I'm grateful for, for it. Well, I'm grateful for oxygen too. Their checks cleared and it was amazing. And I'm grateful for that. I love working in television. I love it. I love it. I love it. It is, I am sure, you know, as an entertainer, like it is the most humbling experience. I used to get, I'm very popular in prisons. I used to get a lot of prison mail. Um, But, you know, I would get these letters from these women and and men and everybody. I mean, just like a slew of people. It was like, oh my God, finally someone that looks like me on TV or, or talks like me or, you know, sounds like me or whatever and I got so many people that were like I'm so inspired to do blank because of you and that was a byproduct that I never saw coming that was amazing and that is humbling and that's why like I love it I love it I love it I love it so much I mean the so the show that we made was not the show we sold so lesson learned right <laughs> is that's, it ever? That, that's a big part of it you know they yeah. that's part of it but um i'm grateful i'm grateful for every experience i've ever had because i'm sure you are too because it gets you to the next thing of where you are and it gave me that bug that's like i love entertaining people through food and television and i love it and i love it i love it and so i'm grateful like it was amazing and i got to meet you and i got to meet so many people and like i said lots of letters from prison lots of (laughs) I'm like, oh, 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 this might be evidence one day. I'm just going to get that. Back. But, you know, I'm always grateful. And like I said, I love entertaining with food. And I'm working on several projects right now where we're headed back to the TV world. But I mean, that experience opened me up. I did Chris Lee Knows Best. I did Little Women Dallas. I did Beat Bobby Flay Twice. I mean, I did so many shows on so many different networks. Paula Dean, I was with her at her house several times. 
So, I mean, it hasn't led me to cook for Donnie Wahlberg and New Kids on the Block yet. But I feel like when I have my talk show, which is like I'm laser focusing. Yeah. Hey, well, I will. I, I will get to cook with him and just smell him. Just love him. <laughs> so we have uh, you currently have two projects that I know about right now. Am I right? So um, let's cook about it and Family Feast. Well, so Family Feast is Family Feast is a show that we're working on. We were very close, ready, and then COVID sort of hit, and it's a travel show. So that sort of put things into. Um, we sort of had a pivot, I guess is mm. the best. But Family Feast is a show that I've wanted to make since I was about ten years old. Like I've always wanted to do this show, and it's truly a show about coming into your home and cooking with you, your family story. Like I know how to cook my food, but I wanted to cook your food and your story and, you know, and your home. And I think that's so important, especially now where we all seem so like scattered and, and not, and, and not like scattered away from people that we love or, you know, feeling like a lot of people I think feel very isolated and feel very alone. And it's like, Hey, we're all in it with you. Hello. We come, let's hug it out. Let's cook about it. And so Family Feast is a show very much centered on people's family, their traditions, their stories. And family not is not always my mom, my dad. You know, it's not the 50s family. Family is where you feel safe and loved and welcome. So a lot of the families look very unique. Um, some are fabulous. Some are, you know, I mean, yeah. family is not, you know, mom, dad necessarily anymore. And so that was part of the challenge, too, was like, what does family look like to you or to you mm -hmm. or to you? And as you know, family is family is where you're safe and secure and loved. Yeah. And so that project. And then actually, my husband and I, I did you meet Nathan? I'm sure I, I haven't met him in person. Very cute. Very furry. Um, Nathan and I are actually today starting a new show, like a new like It's just like Facebook Live, but we're doing it three times a week. And it's called Cooking with the Blacks because that's my married last name. Uh, but we are cooking together and it's just like a way for people to cook with us, see our family recipes. Cause like he grew up very differently than I did. We grew up in very different parts of the country. And so we start tonight at six 30. So this was kind of like amazing that you called and I was like, Oh my God, this is perfect. So we're doing that. And then I have a huge cooking class. I've teamed up with a company here, a husband and wife couple, and they have two children and one of their children has, um, like she has down syndrome so we're working with them we're doing a huge um dinner with them where i think some of her classmates are going to be working with us so it's like you know where the restaurant left off sort of the entertainment part of my career is picked up and i'm so grateful for that because it's what i love it's like my it's my happy place i love it i Thank actually watched uh let's cook about it the ode to avocado Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, she has her own built-in sous chef. That's amazing. Well, I mean, you know, people think we're nuts. I mean, I will tell you this because we work together. We obviously live together. We're married. I mean, we people think we are crazy. Like everyone's like, you are not right. Like people that love us are like, y'all should not spend this much time together. But I got so lucky. I mean, he is the most patient. I never thought I was gonna get married. I never thought. I mean, I now and i and by the grace of god in arkansas which you know <laughs> where we met gotta tell the truth you know he he is just he's amazing and he's so patient and he's so smart and he's so kind and 
that he could be walking through here at any point with a cat. Like he's all about animals and he, he takes Aww. care of mom. And I just, I got so grateful. And, and he's an amazing chef on his own. I mean, and he doesn't ever have to struggle because I've always been the executive, like the celebrity chef, the one that then he's like, you do you and I'll be back here to support. And it's just, it's a gift. That's amazing. Um, I'm going to bring this up again because the last okay. time we were actually in the same space together, you told me the most amazing story. And we talked uh, about it on D&D Live oh, like last two years ago or whenever we did it uh, last. Cocktail. Oh God, what did I tell you? It was the story about the cheerleader. Dallas Cowboys ah! cheerleader. You are a terrible person. You are a terrible person. I, you are, te- you're a terrible person. I'm Just terrible. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about that story? Um, <laughs> the whole story was so amazing. Um, mm. And I sit here and just like listening to you, I, I think about like growing up and my my mom and my aunt and my grandmother would always just laugh and tell the stories and just laugh so hard that right. they peed their pants. And when I'm around you, I feel like that. Wait, so I cost incontinence? That is sexy. Can we get that hashtag incontinence? Hashtag chef life back. I think at my age, incontinence is like a constant struggle. So the pets will give me a um, sponsorship. I mean, hey, Lisa Renner did it, right? So, I mean, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that story, you know, I don't know what, did I really tell that story on your other show? Oh, should I, do I have to cut this off? No, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, do you want me to kind of retell that story or? I would love to hear it again because I'm dead. <laughs> okay. Well, may no cheerleaders get harmed in this story, but there was a, there was a cheerleader and she like her family used to come see me a lot at the restaurant like that was that was a thing and uh she was beautiful and stunning and remember like to even get on the cheerleaders you have to look like a like q-tip i mean come on and they <laughs> they come to the, <laughs> this is nice and uh she was coming in for dinner i think or they had come in before but she had come in for dinner and they wanted to sit in the back room, like the private room, because, you know, um, they weren't allowed to be seen eating in public. And she was there, celib- she was there, I think it was for, a I can't remember why they were there. And they were like, we put her in the back room and they were like, oh, she wanted to come see you <laughs> because she has had the worst day ever. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what happened? And she was like, she, <laughs> she had gotten cut from the Cowboys for being too big, like for being like overweight which was insane insane, insane. she's this gorgeous same woman and she she we fed her and you know she had, got drunk and she had like the best time ever and then outside of pink magnolia which was good because she had come to me for comfort love and i was like you know like this is we're happy to have you welcome home uh and i was like oh my god it's crazy i mean no wonder people have such crazy images like can you imagine and she went outside she's waiting for her ride and she went outside and we had two very, we had two, not two like swings, like swings, like porch swings. And they were wood and they were out in the elements all the time, must tell you. And she went to sit down. It's like, I can't believe I just got fired for being too fat. And she sat on the bench and it just collapsed to the ground. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because, and I tried, oh, this isn't your fault. Of 
the worst time ever. This poor girl, I mean, can you imagine? Like, she's stunningly gorgeous. She works hard. I mean, those girls work hard. And she finally, like, got some peace of mind. And then she sits down. I was like, oh, God. Boom. And it just <laughs> like a thousand pieces and i i felt so bad because first of all like that's one of those moments that probably sent her right just to i mean i mean can you imagine but the fact that it was like just the iron like the timing and i tried to explain i was like no 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 this is it's you know it's been here three years like it's it's out in the element like it was it's a tough day for the dcc (laughs) and she's a lovely girl and she's stunning so bless her heart Bench was never the same, though. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. But I, that was one of those times where you just felt so bad in the timing. Now, I hope now she looks back and is like, wow, the timing of that. But it was a tough day for her. And she's she's very kind. And like I said, beautiful. I mean, beautifully stunning. And you see, I mean, yeah. those girls work hard. It's they crazy. do. I mean. I mean, they're I'm... not allowed to, like, eat in public. They're not allowed to. I mean, they have great, I work with the, they have like some crazy rule. And the, I mean, and they all, they do it for like nothing. I think they get paid like right. 50 bucks a game. And I mean, the, imagine if you could put your leg up like that. I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed with them. I'm kind of, I think they're awesome. If I couldn't, if I could put my leg up like that, I would what be making a hell of a lot more money. <laughs> yeah, to work again, would you? <laughs> now I would break a hip. <laughs> that, that incontinence thing again. I don't know. <laughs> well um let's talk about your family real quickly where oh, do you Lordy. bring it in What's i up? need to know where you get your humor you were you're just so funny and so entertaining alcohol no, i like my parents so you know my dad's gone he's been gone since 2005 which was tough because i was so so close to him i mean very mm-hmm. close uh, which even though it's been 17 years, it feels like yesterday. And anyone that's ever lost someone knows it feels like yesterday. But the coolest thing about my family is we all are very funny in our own right. You know, my sister's like this crazy talented, like she works for an like oil and gas company. I mean, she's crazy talented and successful. And my brother also works in corporate America and he's funny in his way, very dry sense of humor. But we all sort of were a family that you could talk about anything, literally. And I've had friends who are like, y'all really do talk about everything. <laughs> um, but we talk about everything. And I think everyone has their own humor. And then yeah. everyone married funny people, which is cool, too. You know what I mean? But, I, I, you know, I it, I don't know. I drink a lot and things are funny. I don't know. But I, I feel I feel grateful for you saying that. But my family is awesome and very, very supportive. And... Mm. They get the dream that I'm working on. And so I appreciate that. But everyone's funny and everyone kind of married funny people, but all very different humor. I'm the most um, graphic in the humor. Most graphic. I'm the most graphic in humor too. That's why we're friends. (laughs) My mom's like telling all the clean church jokes and I'm like, um. My mom, Jer Bear is not about, she's not a church person but she does not like dirty she does not like the swear words and she worked in the music business forever and she still doesn't love the swear words she's like maybe we don't use the f word it's not a good luck and i'm like but mom you're like mom it's the best look i'm so Uh, sorry about it when you're a chef and working in entertainment that is the (laughs) well chef it's been so amazing talking to you catching up with you 
I am so excited. I was so excited when I saw your number pop up and I appreciate you so much. I love you. I think you're incredible. Are you, you're in Wisconsin, right? Yes. Come have cheese. Well, first of all, you know, I was on the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board for several years. I think Wisconsin's one of the greatest states because it's full of beer, cheese, brats, and football. And hot but, boys. Well, one of my besties lives in Whitefish Bay. Do you know what Oh, shut is? up. Yeah. Okay. So I tell her all the time that we, I'm going to do, I'm going to produce a show called The Real Housewives of Whitefish Bay. Because some of the, they've got the drama. They got a lot of drama up there. No, like all these stories I hear and I'm like, and I don't live in that world of like children and, you know, and so I'm like, wait, what, what? And so I tell her, I'm like, I am doing the Real Housewives of Whitefish Bay because it, it's the bougie part of Milwaukee. Well, and she, you know, I'm sure I, yes, I know, but I love her so much and I love her stories mm. and I'm, I'm just like, okay, I could do a show arc here and I could do that. And it writes itself. So I feel like that's that's happening. So I want to be on the team. <laughs> oh, a hundy, a hundy. So I love Wisconsin. Mars Cheese Castle follows me on Instagram. And new skis is all I use for like when I have to do like. Nah. Yeah, I'm I'm a Wisconsinite at heart. What are y'all? Wisconsin? I'm like, how do you not live here? <laughs> well, it's very, very cold. Yeah. Which I'm fine with because, like, it's too hot in Texas. Oh, I, this summer, I was like, this is it. Like, I have to move. Like, I, I love Chicago, which is very close. Yes. So I, for a while this summer. So you never know where I'll pop up. You know, that's the good thing about TV and food. You can do it anywhere. So totally. Awesome. I love, thank you for thinking of me. Thank you of for course. reaching out. Always. I, uh, the Cal Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders are coming after you, though. I'm, that, you I'm fine. Come after me, boo. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> I'm so excited. So we can find you on all the socials. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, is that all? I don't do TikTok. Everyone's like, you got to do TikTok. I know, I know, I know. But we hope that everyone tunes in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6.30 on Facebook Live. 6.30 our time. Our time. Love it. Our time. Our, that's our time. Central. It is our time. Yes, cooking with the blacks, and that also has all its own social media stuff. So we we are very we get the messages, we see them, we respond, and we want people to be a part of this. So we're growing the family. We're growing the family. Well, thanks for being on. I love funny women. And uh, thank you for having me. I love you. Thank love you. you. Bye. That's all the time we have. Uh, I've been Dina Nina. I'm Lalita D. Find me on Instagram at Lalita D Comedy. Find me on Instagram at Dina Nina XO. And of course, follow us at I Love Funny Women and at Artemis Bow Network. This has been an Artemis Bow Network production.